The Keep Unfrozen show talks about life from a Christian perspective and through the filter of my eyes. Unfrozen was my first book, written in a time of angst, and yet God's light saw me through, even if he had to inspire me through Disney's Frozen film. God will do the same for you, talking to you where you are. Keep Unfrozen Ministries tackles disappointment, disillusionment and discouragement by stepping into God's warming light. Frozen people are hurt people, and hurt people hurt others. But when you are hurt, you generally turn away from God. The Bible talks about hard-heartedness. I call it being frozen. Keep Unfrozen is about changing this mindset, living and loving the potential that God created you to be. So my name's Lady. I want to show you this picture of a baby. It's Baby Garfoot. Uh, courtesy of Lizzie and Nick, and I thank them both for letting me show this picture. It's the ultrasound scan of a baby. And it's a reminder that we are so wonderfully and fearfully made. We are just have this incredible technology now that shows us babies in the womb. And because of those medical advancements, we can know the baby so much more, more intimately far more than our mothers and our grandparents ever could. We can see and hear the baby before it's born. Possibly only a few God could previously see. I wanted to remind ourselves that that we all started this way inside a mum. It's a unique yet universal experience, our start in life. Even Jesus was born this way. We celebrate Mother's Day today. And it's good to see where we all began. Later on, life takes us on different journeys in many different ways. And they can be good, bad, indifferent, unexpected. But we all have a family. Now they say, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And I wonder how true this maxim really is. So I want to have a little look at what Jesus says about this. Now Jesus asked the question, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? He's very clear who his father is, so he doesn't have to ask that question. But what about the other relations? And to look in context of why he actually said this, we have to look at Matthew chapter 12. And this is packed with activities and sermons that Jesus gave. So we're going to take a whistle-stop tour through chapter 12. The first seven verses tells us that Jesus is hungry, he's with his disciples, and they're in a grain field. And he chooses to pick the heads of the grain and to eat them. This did not please some people. The Pharisees challenged Jesus and said he was doing something really unlawful on the Sabbath. And Jesus replies that the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Next, Jesus decides to go to the synagogue of the Pharisees. So it was their synagogue. And there, he actually heals another man. He heals a man with a withered hand. Now, doing this in their place, can't you imagine just how angry and incensed they're going to get? And they do. They felt so angry that they felt justified in calling a meeting to decide how to kill Jesus. That's how mad they were. 
And I don't think this was a secret meeting by any means. I think they were quite vocal about it and pretty much everybody knew what they wanted to do. So Jesus moves on. He moves on, but the crowds follow him. They follow him and they bring sick people to him. And Jesus heals all and he preaches. But he says to them, don't tell others about me. Right, that's going to happen. But the next thing that happens is that people in the crowd bring a man to Jesus. They bring a man who's blind, mute, and considered to be demon-possessed. Jesus heals him, and that man regains his sight, his speech, and his sanity. The crowds are so amazed at this that they start to ask what to them is an obvious question. Who is this man? Could Jesus be the Messiah? Could he be the son of David? And the Pharisees, are again, they're just getting crosser and crosser by the moment. And so they give Jesus the ultimate insult. They say to him, you are just like the devil. You are like, we're going to liken you to Satan. Now, Jesus, how does he take that? He's not a doormat. He's not somebody who's all long-haired and hippie and all love guys. No, he's not like that. He came straight to the point, and he does not remain silent, and he tells the Pharisees exactly what he thinks to them calling him the devil. He tells them exactly what he thinks to being likened to Satan. And in doing putting the way he puts them right, he also calls them a brood of vipers. In retaliation... The Pharisees demand that Jesus gives them a miraculous sign to prove himself. Jesus, again, is forthright in his answer and straight to the point. And he said to them, you wanting me to give you proof? That is what a wicked and adulterous generation would ask. So how do you think your reaction would be if you were suddenly called wicked and that you are a generation that's adulterous when you think you're righteous? Well, that's the background. Jesus continues to speak. And just at that moment, his mother, Mary, and his brothers appear at the door. They arrive. Perhaps the Pharisees had arranged that. Perhaps they had thought, well, actually, we can't sort him out, but we'll get the family in and they can make sure he shuts up. You can play the scene now in different ways in your head and try to make sense what is happening. To be honest, how many of you here have had times when your families do not see eye to eye. When you know you love them, but, and perhaps you chose to do something, and they deemed it was too dangerous, and they didn't want you to do it, so they tried to stop you. So said, you love them, and they love you, but sometimes they don't seem to get you. They don't understand you. They don't always agree with the stance you're taking. And sometimes they're so baffled that you're actually living for God. They really don't know what to do. But the thing with families, it's the same with my family, it must be the same with yours, is if they disagree with you, they disagree with your worldview or your faith, they kind of let you know. And this is the same with Jesus. His family were worried. What Jesus had been saying and doing had stirred up the authorities and religious leaders so much that they wanted to kill him. What family wouldn't be worried? So Jesus is told that the family want to speak to him. Someone says to him, Jesus, your mother and brothers have arrived and they're waiting to speak to you. He could have said, I'm too busy, 
or I'll be out once I've finished speaking to the crowd. I'll be there in a minute. But he doesn't. He turns to the person who's just told him this and says, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? That must have quite shocked him. I mean, that's not a reaction he was expecting, or she. It was a rhetorical question, I hasten to add. Because next, Jesus pointed to his disciples and said, Here, here are my mother, and here are my brothers. He continues, Whosoever does the will of my father, they are my brother and my sister and my mother. So let's look at that again, that verse, which is 1250. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and mother. It follows then, doesn't it? That if you do the will of God, that you are a brother, a sister, or a mother of Jesus. Note there's no timeline when he says that. He doesn't say right now. He's talking about forever. So Jesus is choosing us to be part of his family. Whatever your family consists of, whether it's your birth, adopted family, step family, you are unique. And you have another family, a family you can choose to take part of, and that is your church family. So take a look around, have a little look around you now at your church family. The ones you're sitting next to, the ones you're sitting in front of, the ones you're sitting behind. At different parts of your life, someone has probably been a mother to you. Someone might have been a sister or a brother. And it has nothing to do with blood connections. It has everything to do with God. It has everything to do with Jesus, Holy Spirit, and God, because that is the connection. As Jesus said, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister, my mother. Here is your family. It includes mothers, brothers, and sisters. Throughout the seasons of your life, you could be a mother to someone, and they can be a mother back to you. I'll let you think about that. So to finish, this Mothering Sunday, as a church, recognize your family. Keep Unfrozen Ministries continues to communicate through blogs, video blogs, email broadcasts and podcasts on numerous forums. Contact me, Lady AD, directly on lady at ladyad.com about anything which resonates with you. We can pray together. And if you have a story in you that needs to be turned into a book, I can help you with a Christian author mentoring program. For more information, go to my website, ladyad.com. My thanks go to many people who helped make this podcast happen, including music by Ben Sound and his wonderful copyright-free music found on bensound.com and all at Pippa.